welcome back and thanks for tuning in to a real podcast where everyone can relate. Here's another episode of Thin Line Between Sports and Hate with your host, Charlie Brown, joined by his co-host, Nobleman. Thin Line Between Sports and Hate is supported by our sponsor. Looking for great tasting cupcakes? Substance Custom Cakes brings you a variety of cupcake desserts, whether you have your own idea or just want to satisfy your sweet tooth. Follow them on Instagram or Facebook at Substance Custom Cakes. Check out our other sponsor, Sheet Metal Supreme, bringing you the latest in a line of fashion for construction workers. Creating custom tees and hard hats with a cool, unique design. When you place your order, use discount code CHARLIE, that's C-H-A-R-L-I-E, and get 12% off your purchase. Follow them online at SheetMetalSupreme.com and Instagram at SheetMetalSupreme. again another episode of Thin Line Between Sports and Hate, and we are back, and I'm your host, Charlie Brown. And let's talk basketball. Nobody better to talk sports with, especially basketball when it comes to my homie, Nobleman. Talk to the people, man. How y'all doing out there this evening? Uh, we back. Great debate about this basketball. Yo, the season has been great. The way, oh man, the way it's been opening up, awesome. Awesome. Before we awesome. even get into the fight, definitely, before we get into the fight, because I'm pretty sure that's what everybody want to hear us talk about, before we even get into the fight, let's talk about um Dallas, man. Um, The Dirk and Whiskey ever is truly over. You see my boy Luka Donichick balling? He's the next balling. Dirk. Balling the over better, because this man... Uh, it's like his body's already built. It's, it's like he's already 25. That's that's the way he plays. He drives the lane. He's fearless. I thought his jump shot wasn't all that from what I seen the highlights and some league. But no, this this man can stroke it. No, this man. Oh, yeah. yeah, he was definitely hitting those threes overnight. Um, and great matchup between um him and D Rose. Did you watch that game between Dallas Mavericks and Minnesota T uh, T Wolves? Yeah, that's the game where, where Luca was giving it to them. Oh man, they were going back and forth, man. Even D Rose, even D Rose, I think dropped twenty seven that game, and he dropped twenty six. What a game! I've never seen a game where D Rose shot so well. The jump had definitely improved, which I think he's probably worked on since he's lost his athleticism. And you as you saw when he was going to the basket, he was still getting there, but he wasn't up there like he used to be. No, he wasn't. That was the, my next question I was going to ask you. you. You don't think he could bang it like that anymore, right? Because he still has the speed. That that first step is has gone nowhere. He's still quick on that first step. He, in my eyes, he's like a Jason Kidd dunker now. He got to be wide open or something. <laughs> he, he ain't dunking on nobody. He's, he's got to be on some Jason Kidd level. 
That's great. I, I feel bad. The Jason Kidd, man, I don't know the last time he got up there was probably in Phoenix. Jesus. He didn't, he didn't do it. In, he damn sure didn't do it in New Jersey, man. And if he did, shit, I missed it. <laughs> That's for damn sure. But Luca, right now, um, as as a diehard Nick fan as I am, I got to say, um, it's sad. yeah, there's only been two games, but hell, this kid is killing it. Trey Young had a great game yesterday, too. Don't get it twisted. I think he had 33 and 11. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. And I feel bad for Kevin Knox, who we know is now in the injury report because he has rolled his ankle. He's out for about a week and a half. Oh, man. He was look- his future was looking bright. I kind of like him. I think give him two years, he'll be a decent player. Yeah, definitely. I could see him becoming a great six man. Um, if he gets uh, – you know what? He, if he becomes more assertive, I can definitely see him becoming uh, – a really good scorer because the kid can shoot. He's long. He's athletic. Just got to be a little bit more assertive, sort of like uh, Alonzo Trier. Because once Iso Zoe gets that ball, look out. That man's looking to shoot or take it to the lane. And um, these let me tell you, some of these players like Iso Zoe and Josh Hart, man, these guys are playing to stay in the league, man. I, I love their confidence. I love their swag. I love the way they play. Um. But these rookies are looking great, though. I like this class. I think this class is underrated. Mo Bamba's look great. Did you see any Orlando games? I watched one. One game, and I don't like Orlando. I've never liked them, so it's, like, so (laughs) hard for me to watch their games. It is a little difficult because that team is just so – it's like they just took a bunch of plays and just said, here – you know, I like Emory Gordon. He improved on his game a lot. He, he um he's definitely shooting a lot more instead of just trying to dunk on everybody. Yeah. yeah, definitely improved. But it's like besides him, uh, Fournier, Fournier is off and on. Fournier to me is a great backup. I don't believe he's a starter in this league. That's just my opinion. Uh, Mombamba, I like him. So I I believe they have two good pieces and. That's it. Two good pieces who aren't franchise players. Maybe Mo Bamba. We we don't know. Still still young. And um Eric Gordon got to prove he got he can stay healthy. That's that's just my opinion. Even if they become something, they won't keep them. Orlando cannot keep a star for nothing. <laughs> History says that, Even right? They win a, cha- a championship. They will not win a championship before I leave this planet. You damn sure right about that. I believe that even if we live to be a hundred or something, they're not breaking that. And you're right. That's a good point. They definitely don't keep stars from the Dwight Howard to Penny Hardaway. Well, he got hurt. Um, Shaq, you know, um, these Tracy McGrady. They can't. These these guys don't stay. I don't know what it is about Orlando, but for some reason, they always seem to run out of magic. (laughs) Enough, I guess. It damn sure isn't, man. It's going to bring us to our next topic, bro. <laughs> Golden State. Golden oh, State. I'm um, a shocked with them, man. Two tight games, and they actually lose to a team who you have as a sleeper, and that is the Denver Nuggets. Kudos to you on that one. And, and that, they're definitely moving up. I have them finishing maybe in the third or fourth seed. Listen, um... The way they play Golden State, though it was a tight game, um, of course, seven-game series is always different. But shit, man, I don't think they want to see them in the, in the second round or in the third round because you know what? They'll be tired because I could see them giving them a run for their money, man. Damn, 
Utah. The West, every that's why you gotta love the West. It's always different. The, the competition in the West during the season is heavy, and I love it. Look, look at Sacramento play OKC the other night, giving them a run, boy. Yeah, that was a decent game. OKC's shocking me right now. They're not looking as good as I thought they would be. You can't damn sure aren't. And um, they got Westbrook back. He came back, you know, doing Westbrook. But do you think that's the problem, though? They don't have. I don't think he's enough as a as a second option. They need something else. They're missing something. Mm, so you don't think PG's the second option? So as we go on the break, break that down to me. Why you don't think PG's the second option? I'm pretty sure the fans want to know why. In my opinion, since since the injury, he hasn't been the same caliber of player. Like his defense has decreased, and his scoring ability has definitely decreased. He struggled against Sacramento the other night. And you can just see it. And in my opinion, there was no reason for OKC to lose that game besides poor defense. And they couldn't even keep up with the scoring. And I hate Westbrook as a point guard. They, they just need to put him at the two guard and find a true point guard for him. But see, that's the problem. I think that is going to be the problem now at this stage in his career. Can you see somebody else having the ball dominant to say, hey, here, let me set you up? I just because- think he, you know what he did, but you know, you know what, and you know what, the type of point guard they had to get in Eric Snow, a pass-first point guard, somebody who didn't care about scoring, who only took that mid-range jump shot when he was open, and he did hit it. Damn sure Eric Snow had that nice little mid-range jump shot before between the top of the foul line and right on the three-point line. That was the spot, but that's a good point there. They need a fat. Well, yeah, because uh, you know. They shipped Reggie Jackson out because, you know what, Reggie Jackson was another off guard, and that definitely wasn't going to work. I knew he was going to get shipped out soon. Talented player, too. Sad it couldn't work. Uh, but, listen, he made it work with Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant got his shots up. The difference is I do agree with you on this point. PG is not Kevin Durant. At all. West, Westbrook needs more of a three-point shooter. I mean, more of a greater shooter, uh, better shooter, excuse me. And Kevin Durant can shoot threes, mid-range, pull-up, jumper. That's not PG's game. And, yes, after the um the broken leg injury, he, he he's not skying like that no more. He's not Skywalker. Those days are over, which he has improved on his jump shot, but not enough to be just sit there and say, you know what, he's a pure threat. I You know, every now and then I would leave PG open. Definitely. He's a number come my lawyer thing in my eyes. <laughs> he's, not, he, he's not elite to me anymore. Yo, something also crazy thing. We wanted to talk about this. Um, and you brought this up as a great point. The Boston Celtics and the Toronto Raptors. Man, what a great fucking game. Yeah, that was a good matchup. Good what? Matchup. Van Bleep is playing great in this first in this first two games. So I know it's the beginning of the season. People could die out. But sometimes, you know, how you start is how you finish. Okay. And Van Bleep is playing great. Kyle Lowry is playing great. You know what I see when I watch Toronto play? I see a team that is revitalized. I hate to say it, um, but the president, the GM, they were, he, maybe he was right. He said, you know, one of the reasons they shipped um, DeMar DeRozan out was to get a change, you know. The way the Cavs took took them out, like they had no heart, 
Seriously, like, you know, like John Q ended in a bad way, no heart. That shit was terrible. And you see a team that is revitalized, that has risen. Prodigal Son, they have returned. I see them playing with more defense. And a team that can't shoot, unlike the Lakers, they capitalize that and they um depend on their defense. The Lakers don't play good defense. As we see, they are putting up 100 points, and the team's putting up 100 and more points on them. But back to Toronto real quick. They're playing mm-hmm. awesome defense, man. I agree. And what makes them a lot better, getting rid of, getting rid of the Rosen was a plus because now they don't have a dominant scorer anymore. So the ball is moving now. And that's mm-hmm. just every, everybody has a piece of it. And it's making it a cool thing. It's like traditional basketball. But I think that's going to hurt them come the playoffs time because they don't have somebody when they need that bucket they can throw it to. Kawhi is not that player. Kyle Lowry has proved every year in the playoffs he is not that player. Mm. <laughs> I'm only laughing because man, they come up short all the fucking time. And um I, I don't know. Um okay, Kawhi doesn't have the best jump shot, but he can shoot at a decent at a decent percentage. He doesn't shoot bad. I think Kawhi Leonard shoots a three point. I think he shot his best year was around forty two percent or something like that, which is very good. Um he's not a pull up, of course. You know, sadly, Curry and Clay have really messed up the game for shooters. When you hear shooters, you automatically think Curry and Clay. I mean, Stephen Curry. I mean, I said Stephen Curry. <laughs> Curry and Clay. When you're not shooting out like them, then everybody believes you're not a shooter. And, I mean, it's sad to say, you know, not everybody's going to shoot like these guys, but there are still good shooters out there. J.J. Redick is a still a great shooter. Cal Corver is still a great shooter. These guys out here are still – they're still a lot of good shooters, but guess what? You're not going to find a, a Clay and Steph all the time. Be happy with what you got. These guys have decent three-point shooters. Kyle Lowry's not the worst, definitely. Van Bleep looks like he improved, but I will agree with you on this. Ball movement has been superb in Toronto. That is – I'm shocked at that. I can't I'm – not, I'm not even going to lie to you. I didn't – I thought the – Offense was just going to be replaced by Kawhi. Okay, you don't have the Rosen. Now you have Kawhi. Still run the offense through Kawhi. And to my surprise, no. Like you said, everybody's getting a piece of that pie. Everybody. And, and Toronto's looking good. They, I think they can upset Boston in, in, in the playoffs. You know what surprised me about their game is the – I had to bring it back to that defense. They played great. They played awesome. Um – you see any difference in um, Kyrie Irving's game? Not starting off to the usual explosive start like like he has. He hasn't jumped out the gate yet. Like he hasn't looked like Kyrie. Rosier looked more like Kyrie than he has so far. Rosier's balling out of control. Tatum's balling out of control. But I did see this. I did see uh, Kawhi put the leash on Jalen Brown a little bit. He, You know, the problem is, like I said, Jalen Brown, everybody thinks he's a three-point bomber. He's a good spot-up three-point shooter. And I wouldn't even say good. I would say slightly above average. Let's not forget Kawhi's still the best defender in the NBA. Oh, you damn skippy. If it ain't peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep that 100. Dead serious. Yeah, listen, that is that's pure lockdown right there. Nobody's better than Kawhi. Kawhi, listen, gave that man KD some problems before that ankle went out. <laughs> Let's not forget that. All right? 
Kawhi, damn good defender, and he's proven he can score, which is great. I'm glad he improved his game because a lot of defenders like Trent Hassel, um, James Posey was a little better um scorer. These um Avery Bradley, these guys aren't, you know, you know, offensive juggernauts. But Kawhi Leonard is, is breaking the mold and showing you that you know what I can average 23 points. Chopping that good stuff. Yes, sir. <laughs> oh, chopping that. Hey, what's up, man? Um, Giannis coming out the gate, though. Milwaukee's looking great. Milwaukee's looking good. They, they are looking good. I can't. I have no complaints about them, man. You said this to me before, and I said, oh, I don't see them doing too much. But they're looking all right. Let's see how they're looking about come December. You know what, though? I think a lot of these teams we're going to see going to end up with the same fate as they did the previous playoffs. I just see that, you I know. Think, these, teams, these teams are going to do so good, you know, season record-wise. That's why, you know, you can't always look at the season record because you never know who's going to bust your ass come playoff time. Golden State, I don't care. They can finish seventh seed. I still – Got them finishing going to the finals. Yeah, my money's on Golden State. Yeah, my money's still on Golden State. Um, as far as the East goes, the I want to see Toronto and Boston two more times. By the third time, I'm gonna have my decision if they play in the playoffs. Who who's going to take it? As far as Philadelphia, because we got to talk about them. Listen, impressive win the other night. Love the way Joel and B shoots the three, but guess what? You beat up on Orlando. And um I agree. Listen, uh, I thought Ben Simmons would have worked on that jump shot. Uh, I'm tired of hearing about Marcus Fault. Gotta get rid of him. Gotta get ship his ass out. Let him go somewhere else. For who? For who? They ruined him. They they ruined him and then I think like you know, he's mentally broke. <laughs> How Listen, how do you get mentally fucked up before you even play, bro? Can you can you even explain that? When I found out that he changed his jump shot form, and it, and I was reading about it, it messed him up, and all of a sudden he can't shoot. I said, "What the? F-? This man was a, a offensive juggernaut in, in college. What the hell is? What the, Confidence." What? I said, "What the hell?" So, if I'm the GM. I'm already saying to myself, and I'm pretty sure you are too, when this man's contract is up, I am not – he better not call my phone. Instant block. Him, his manager, his agent, everybody. Instant block. Don't call me because you know what? Drafted as such a high pick, you're expected to either be a franchise or a cornerstone in that, in that, in that organization. And somebody who doesn't have confidence, you, you can't tell me that I'm going to sign you to a big contract. I'm going to give you this nice extension. Hell no. I agree with that. I I, I, I expected a lot more out of him. I, did, I honestly didn't expect Alonzo Ball to be having a better career so far. <laughs> I didn't either. I damn sure need, didn't need that Alonzo Ball jump shot looking better. I've seen that second game. Um, before the, the the brawling palace of Auburn Hills. Oops, I'm sorry. That was um <laughs> Staples Arena. <laughs> Wrong fight. People definitely want to hear about that. 
before though, one more topic though. I know they want to hear about that. Well, before we get to that, man, um, I want to get back to Golden State real quick. You know what's crazy? As I watch them, this team collectively together. Um, you know what's crazy about them, and since this, I think this happened since Steve Kerr is taking over. They play with you in the first half. I don't know if a lot of teams noticed that because uh, I watched them really a lot the last few years. And you know what? I've seen them take an ass whooping in the first half. They'll be down by 30. Third, second half comes. It's like it's, the game just started for them. Next thing you know, you're, the team is down by 30. And you're like, how did this happen? I've seen that with the first three games. But you know what? It's a little dangerous now because these teams of the West have improved. And they did that with Denver. And Denver, guess what? Got enough talent to stay around. And with their big man doing what he does, Jerk is being the monster he is. And knowing they don't have um, a solid interior defense. Now, I will say to me, Damian Jones is doing a far better job at rebounding and blocking than JaVale McGee. Because to me, JaVale McGee, yeah, he can go get the lob get the block, but he's a terrible rebounder. How? <laughs> he is a terrible rebounder. How How the f- did that happen? You can't explain that to me, but DeAndre Jordan, similar build, can grab you on an awesome night, 20 boards. You can't Everybody explain that to me. He's going, for, he's going for a double-double. When he realized, listen, and, you know, the only thing I will say, and, that, and this is the opposite for him too, his defense should be better. If DeAndre Jordan had JaVale McGee's defense, he, he we're talking about right now the most dominant in the league as far as rebounding and defending and shutting down that middle. Because I love Andre Drummond, but he's only shutting down the paint because he'll grab that rebound and you can't grab it over him. But he's not sending your shot. He's not sending it back to center. That's not he, happening. He come off the paint. He can't chase a smaller big man. No, he can't. Um, interesting to see how his career is going to go. I definitely believe he's going to be a lifer in Detroit, unless some, you know, God forbid, some freak injury happened and he ended up trading him, which usually seems to happen in Detroit as well. Another organization that, you know, can't keep him, a la Grant Hill. <laughs> you know, all right, all to him. But you know what? Folks came to see a fight, man, not a game. Let's talk about that fight, man. Lakers versus the Rockets. Before we – I want to hear your take on it. Tell me. Tell me your take. Who started it, who's wrong, and who should get the, mo- the most um, suspension time? Okay. Ingram definitely – hundred. He definitely started it by putting his hands on Harden. After now, a dead play. After a dead play. After a dead play. Now, what happened between Chris, Chris Paul and Rondo – that has been brewing for years since Rondo was on Boston. When Rondo made a comment about Chris Paul being a good player, but he will never win a championship. And Ouch. Chris Paul, I would have won a championship if I played with Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, and Ray Allen. <laughs> so they have had problems ever since then. So that little heated little moment allowed them to get a little off their chest. And Chris Paul... Is a punk in my eyes because if anybody mm. ever spit on me, I will be suspended for the rest of the season. Mm. 
That is hard. You heard noble man say he is a punk in his eyes. Because, mm, I don't know, you know if because he's the, the, the player association president or whatever. That maybe held him back. He has to be a role model, but you don't let nobody spit in your face at all. That's something you don't do. You just will have to take that punishment. I believe the rest would have understood. Hey, unless you pull a few games, but you did the right you thing. You had to do what you had to do. Um, I definitely agree with you. And the reason I agree with you, because that is nasty. That is fluids. I don't know if you got herpes, Rondo. I don't know what booty holes you've been eating or what hookah lounge you've been smoking at, but that is disgusting. Um, I don't know if I've called Chris CP3 a, a, a punk. Um, I do believe he held that because of the position he is in outside of basketball being, you know, the play's own president. But <sighs> I agree with you, man. On that, I, I would have lost my mind. On that part, I would have lost my fucking mind. And I watched a video. I had to watch several videos. And somebody on YouTube had, I, I'm sorry, I can't remember the YouTuber. I, I would shout him out. But you saw he tried to sneak spin him, and you saw him go, Tuh. and I said, oh, hell no. He, took no. Out. he was very slick with it. Oh, and yo, Chris Paul, I, I, you know what? You got to commend him, too, because you wouldn't have done that. I wouldn't have done that. It wouldn't have been no mushing his face or picking his nose would it looked like. I would have just commenced, like Big said, commenced a straight ass whooping. I don't, I, that is nasty. We grown men. I'd rather you throw a punch at me. And that was nothing, too. That's, um, so, at least, you know what? I'm glad CP3 got the most hits on him because it would have looked really bad if you got spitted on and you got chin checked. But he caught, the... <laughs> he caught him with a nice uppercut. He, he caught him with a, he caught him with twice because um it was somebody had it on YouTube. He caught him with that uppercut and then he caught him with a, another right. And I was like, that's what did it. Somebody showed it on YouTube, but oh no, actually it was on Instagram. They had it as a gif. <laughs> it's funny. Social media has no chill button. But um, somebody made it as a gift, and you can see, bam, bam. I said, oh, we caught him with the two-piece. I said, oh, man. Listen, we all know CP3 ain't no punk. We know Rondo isn't either. Um, yeah, we should – I mean, if you know basketball, you should have seen this happen, coming. I didn't think it would come now, considering Rondo has been on the Bulls and Pelicans, but also Rondo has been injured and missed a, um, a lot of – a lot of his career as um, CP3 has been more consistent, even though he's been also played with injuries. But CP3 is still give you at least 60 games a season. And all Rondos, I believe, has missed large portions of season. I mean, it's sad. I don't like what Ingram did. I honestly think he should have got the most. Um, oh no, he did actually, and I'm glad. But I still think he should have got more, more, more games suspended because you know what? The play was dead. You pushed him. Like, relax, man. And did you get in the ref face? And the ref, you know, kudos to Harden, you know, for showing good sportsmanship. And you got to be a role model because the kids are watching. And what he did was hard, man. He backed off him, man. Ingram, man, like, come on, young blood, chill. I agree. And was... I think they got off very easy with the punishment. Four days was definitely not enough. Because I believe Rondo should have got 10 days on his own. So, mm. he's going to only get four. 
He's very lucky. Uh, you know what? I, I definitely can agree with that. And I was shocked, too, because I thought Adam Silverman, you know, I always, he always said he's like the good father who doesn't play. You know, when you do something good, the reward is great. But, man, when you fuck up, because you know the difference between right, right and wrong, that punishment going to be severe. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, man, Adam Silverman's going to put down the gavel. And I said, what the hell, two, three, four. I said, well, he felt like going in sequence. He felt numbers. You might as well just gave him one, two, three. <laughs> I, I said, damn, man. I said, David Starr, somebody might have got a 30 day. Oh, for starting that type of riot? Start, listen, Rondo, if they, first of all, Stern was Stern is real. He would have reviewed that. He said, yo, for spitting on him in the loan, that's half the season. Remember, Carmelo Anthony. For rocking Marty Collins, got fifty-seven game, no, forty-seven games. Yeah, and, and that sucks because you know what? You miss a lot. You miss um half the season stats, accolades, uh, potential accolades that you could have gotten to help towards your legacy and your career. That as a great player can get you into the Hall of Fame. So that you know, it, it's listen, man, it, it's hard in these situations as men. We got to defend our pride. It's not easy doing what Harden did and backing down. But shit, man. <laughs> Somebody spit on you. Oh, man. I... Your mother teach you that since you're a little boy, man. Don't nobody spit on you put your hands on you, man. Yeah, man. That, that is, to me, that's a no-no. And, and yes, you should have got 10 games for spitting. You, you should have got 10 games for spitting and... Four games for throwing the punch. I'd have given him 14. Ingram, damn. Yeah, for that. You know what? Also, we didn't even talk about Ingram throwing the punch at the end. You're right. You're right. What the hell hell was that, bro? I think he just tried to show LeBron he's a (laughs) rider. And look, (laughs) glad you brought up my man LeBron's name. Do you agree or disagree with LeBron? Holding back his best friend outside of basketball. His banana boat buddy. Yeah, his banana boat bud. Or should he had help his own teammate? Even LeBron needs to remember you're playing for the purple and gold right now, man. Ain't no friends when you're on that court. Listen, I was I, listen, I understand. I watched the video when YouTube uh, on YouTube where Steven Jack said, listen. Y'all expect him to, y'all really expected him not to help Chris Paul. That's his buddy. And I felt what, what Steven Jackson was saying. Of course, in reality, we know how LeBron is. That's his homie. He don't really know Rondo like that. But like you said, this is business. You work for the purple and gold. We know Rondo's a nutcase. Now, how you know that's not going to start potential problems in the future? Because Rondo's not going to forget this. No, not at all. And another, another point, like you said, is business. Magic Isaiah... Loved each other, you know, a little kiss here, Italian, no kosher, right before the game. And during the game, they're ready to kill each other. And that's how it should be because, you know what, don't forget who, what organization is paying you. The friendship is not paying you. At all. You ain't getting, you know, 200 mil, five years based on your friendship. <laughs> you hit that's, that's not happening. So I disagree with that. Am I mad? No, that's his homie. You know, um, in that situation, to be real, I'm be honest with you. 
That is a tough one. I probably would have paused. Or, you know what? You want to be neutral? Stay out of it. Nobody would have faulted you for staying back. And who on that team could say something to LeBron about that besides Rondo or Walker? That is because true. You... Who, else has the, the, who else is a veteran that could check LeBron? Only Walter, maybe Rondo can because uh, he took him over him. Or Walter because he's the coach. But who else can really say something to the face of the NBA? And that's a very, very good fucking point right there. And I didn't even think about that because at the end of the day, who's going to tell LeBron anything? People are here to see who? Me. So, the, so you got to remember that. People are not here to see you, Rondo. People are not here to see you, Ball. They may here to see. They may be here to see Ingram, <laughs> you know, some Kuzma. That's about it. Shout-outs to Josh Hart, man. He's killing it, showing the biggest heart on that team right now. When he's in the game, that tempo is moving. Defense is, is grimier. He's bring, he brings energy off the bench. I like the combination of him, Kuzma, Ashley Alonzo Ball coming off the bench. Did you see, Ashley, there was a plus when LeBron was all on the bench and a minus was. when it was on the floor? That is crazy, bro. Best play of the game is he – do you see him declining? Is this the year Father Time takes a piece off of LeBron? No, because I think pretty soon he's going to realize he needs to put the gas on. Mm. So, I think he's just filling them out, seeing what they're about right now, who's capable of doing it. For the matter of time, before Christmas get here, they'll be back to LeBron, 30 again. So you think he's just coasting just to see what's up and not, you know what, I'm not going to go Super Saiyan 4 right now. You know what, let me just power up a little bit. Let me see how they doing. Let me see, let me ride out. Yeah. He's playing, like, he playing like LeBron in the second half of the, of the finals. Yeah, he, I, he, he's, he's coasting. He's relaxing right now. He's coasting. You know what, I, as I watch and listen to the um, sports reporters, the analysis on, analysts on um, Fox Sports and ESPN, and they're so, you know, I, I don't know. There's LeBron haters. This is the thing that kills me. There's LeBron haters and LeBron lovers. There's no in-between. There's no, okay, he fucked up, he fucked up. Okay, he did great, he did great. It's either you hate him or you love him. And I kind of, I think that's just so stupid sometimes. Listen, I'm not the biggest fan, but you, I'm going to be real. Because I love the, the sport of basketball, I love to watch LeBron play. It's amazing. So you can't hate them. You can't be a true hater to me. But at the same time, I'm going to keep it real. I mean, you, you lost a lot in the finals. <laughs> you know, you do a lot of crying, complaining. So I keep it real. And, th- and this is what kills me. When they talk about this situation, it's like the LeBron haters, oh, he's falling off the cliff. I can't say that just yet. Mm. I cannot say that. I can't say that for still, to me, as of right now, the best player in the NBA. I, I, I listen. KD wins one more, and he does it in a great fashion. Let's say, uh, for example, it's Golden State Lakers in the first or second round. And they destroy them, and they destroy them the next year. I give it to KD because eventually LeBron can't hold the torch forever. Now that there's and if he could, kudos to him. He's going down the history. Um, you think he'll break the scoring record that's held by um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? Um, I think he will. I think he will because LeBron's going to play for at least another five years. So he'll definitely break the record. I'm trying to remember what number is Jordan is. Is he third? Because I know Carl Malone is second. 
believe Jordan is third on the list. I think that's some shit. Carl Malone is second. Until I actually dug into Carl Malone's background, like seeing who he was, Carl Malone was the best power forward. Oh man, don't you listen? That pick and roll, they made the pick and roll. Stockton and Malone made the pick and roll. Him as a person, I do not respect him, so I don't even. I'm not a fan of him either. I'm not a fan of him either. Uh, Definitely him as a person, Um, but as a player, as a player, he's. Um, I, w- I want to so bad say Tim Duncan was was better than him, but Carl the best power forward ever. You know why I can't um put Tim Duncan over him? I'm gonna tell you why. Um, um, he uh, had a better shot because he just didn't hit off the glass. Um, and he was way more athletic than Tim Duncan could ever be. And um, he was stronger, better rebounder, better defender, man. Um. Tim Duncan had a had to me more IQ for the game because you know what, Carl uh, Malone, to me his career when it came to especially scoring and shooting the jump shot was heavily dependent on um, John Stockton. As whereas Tim Duncan, I mean TP wasn't a passer like that. You know, pass it down to Tim Duncan. He was he had enough basketball IQ. He was very intelligent basketball player. That's one thing to me. Carl Malone was not better than him, at, and that's knowing the game of basketball. That I will say. But Carl Malone, bad mother effer, man. Who you think better, him or, him or Charles Barkley? Carl Malone. Woo! I don't even have to think about that. Carl Malone or Dirk Nowitzki, both power forwards. Huh. <laughs> Now, uh, because I'm so biased because I'm such a dirt fan, so I'm so can't be biased. Don't can't be biased. You know that on this show, can't be biased. I'm gonna have to say Carl Malone. Mm, that's why I like my man. Keeps it real. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, I'm gonna throw one more at you. Let me see. I'm gonna throw in power force. Damn, I'm trying to think. I know, I know a lot of power forwards. Damn. Carl Malone is a bad motherfucker. It's hard to think about <laughs> who's better than Carl Malone at the power forward position. Hey, fans, if you know anybody better than who you think is better than Carl Malone at the power forward position, leave a message or hit, me, hit us up at charliebrown85 at iCloud.com or the Instagram at thin line between underscore sports and hate. You check us out on Instagram. That is a very good one. You now, ah, you gonna like this one. I saw this, um, actually a few months ago, and I said, you know, if I ever start a podcast on the show, I want to ask this question, and um, fans definitely get back to me at this one too. I want to hear your take on this, nobleman. VC, right, Vince Carter. Is he? Is he the biggest underachiever in the NBA? Yes or no? And tell me why. Mm. Yeah, that's a banger. Um, that's a banger. I'm going to say no. Ooh. Okay, why? Because I honestly believe, besides when he wanted out of Toronto, Vince Carter gave you all wherever he went. When he was in New Jersey, when they, when he went to New Jersey, he gave his all every- all star in Jersey, people for, um, can't forget he was all star. I think he had his highest points. Jump shot. Yep, was shooting a deep three. Mm-hmm. So, um, no, 
I can't call him an underachiever. Like, you know, even when he had the chance for his final year to go run and join Golden State just to get a championship, he didn't. He played wherever he was sent. And he always gave his all. Even when he was in Memphis. Miss Carter will always be one of my favorite basketball players ever. Is he in my top ten? No. But he will always be one of my favorite. <laughs> Listen, I tell people all the time I grew up a John Starks fan. Damn sure ain't in my top ten as I'm a grown man at <laughs> 33 years old. But is he one of my favorite? Oh, for sure. Is he top? <laughs> Hell no. But um, you know what? I was on the verge of yes, but hearing what you said, just that one point, to be honest with you, he always gave it his all wherever he went. I kind of agree with you on that, and that's what counts because a lot of players, you know, just say, you know, let me just collect this check. And even though I'm not a New Jersey Nets fan, I had to watch them because they did go to the finals. I believe it was back-to-back. Um, they play – listen, he averaged his most uh, – he averaged his most points per game with New Jersey. He was wild, and I'm never going to forget the way he, he just jammed in on the Lazo morning. And a lot of people thought his legs were done even in New Jersey, and showed you. I can still put it on people. It was there. He just wanted out of the Toronto. Some legs was always there. Man, did he just... Poor Alonzo Mourning. Poor guy. And then previously, you had just got it done by the dinosaur head, a.k.a. It was a bad night for Alonzo Mourning. It was a bad bad time for the Heat. But you know what? They redeemed themselves with Pat Riley. So you so you don't believe so you think VC Hall of Famer? Definitely, definitely Hall of Famer. VC Hall, I would give VC a Hall of Famer too. So here's my next question: uh, If you had to choose him or, to start your franchise, him or his cousin Tracy McGrady? Ooh, that's a tough one. Ooh, ooh. I think if they both in their prime, I gotta take McGrady. Yeah, both of their problems. When they used to say in the video game, I used to play NBA Live, man, pick your poison. That's the first time I ever heard that. He, he could take it inside and take it outside, man. I used to beast with him. Whether he was the, the years he was in Orlando and Houston, listen. Tracy was, <laughs> was the first Kevin Garnett, man. I mean, Kevin Durant. He was the first Kevin yes, Durant. Yes, yes. You know what's crazy, bro? I said that. So when Kevin Durant came out, I said, you know what he's going to be? After I watched him his first, I said, he's going to be a better Tracy McGrady. I said, granted, I said, granted, no injuries because T-Mac, his problem was injuries, back spasms, ankles. Uh, but listen, when I watched that man, and I was about to turn off this game when they played San Antonio, I think it was like a minute, 17 seconds left, down by 10. And the shots he was hitting, I said, and I'm about to turn the channel, walking away. I hit, I see him hit two threes. I said, nah, he ain't going to do this again. Bang, bang, you hit my brain. I said, no, 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 they not. Holy shit, this is worse than what Reggie Miller did to the Knicks. Oh, my God. I said, damn, they choked. I said, shoot yourself. What? They, oh, man. Certain things I feel... I couldn't be a coach because certain things just shouldn't happen. Kobe dropping eighty one on you just shouldn't happen, especially when you were up by when you were up by I think they were up by thirty or twenty five. Scoring eighty one on you and losing just shouldn't happen. 
Having one man take over a game in less than two minutes, less than a minute 30, I believe. Oh, I think it was a minute 38, one of those. Minute 30 or minute 17. Having somebody take over still less than two minutes, damn near by himself. I believe he did make one good pass or two good passes. Well, I know he scored 13 points. <laughs> I mean, take over and win. That shit is embarrassing. What, is what do you say? How do you go in that locker room and look at each other? I, I, you know, my whole my at my whole face, everything would be in my locker. I would just change right there, the whole mm-hmm. face, everything. I wouldn't even take myself out the locker, put shades on, and just head straight to the bus. If I was pop, I, I treated like junior high school or high school. Hey, everybody run laps. Oh, uh, I knew you said that. Suicides. Suicides. <laughs> I'm not having that. Suicides. It was. It, it, Y'all gave away the game in the last minute. I'm not having that. It's it was really bad. Speaking of basketball, so check this out. Coming across um the Instagram page we got, and um developers from this app, this cool app called Coast to Coast. So check this out. If you think your game is nice in basketball, you got some skills. Well, guess what? You can get paid to play, and that's the rule. You know what I'm saying? You pay to play, and that's what this app is about. Coast to Coast. You challenge people. You put it up for money, you go to their turf, or they come to your turf, and you play them. And guess what? The winner's taking the money, and that's how it goes. So with this cool app called Coast to Coats, you can get you and your homies together, become court killers. Go to this court, kill app, go to this court, kill app, and guess what? Profit off of it. So you can play the pay, and that's what this is all about. Check out Coast to Coast, great app. And I want to say also, so check it out, Noble Man, as you know, and the people need to know, October 27th. Boxing match. Um, we have uh, Danny Jacobs versus Sergey Tverjenko. It's gonna be a great fight. Live podcast. We're gonna be streaming. You know, the team is going to be there. Expect Noble Man to be there while we watch this fight. You Definitely know, will be. Enjoy a little greenery, a little snackage, and you hear us commentate and enjoy a great boxing match. It's gonna be an awesome fight. And most likely, I think we'll be able to be back Friday for another. Another NBA podcast and you know, give these folks an update. You think about Friday, maybe Thursday? Thursday or Friday works for me, man. I'm always yeah. down to talk basketball. You hear that, folks. So most likely Thursday we'll be back for another episode. I'll let you know what we think about how the NBA season is going so far. Remember, all the good shit happened after the trade deadline and all-star break is over. It's that push. And we're going to see what what teams are really made of. That's where you see who's going to come up and who's going to fall. The teams in the beginning, sometimes they'll stay on top. It's going to be a great NBA season. For me, the noble man, we hope you enjoy it. Noble man to the people, man. What do we say? Peace out? Peace, uh, we peace out, man. See y'all on Thursday or Friday See night. y'all on Thursday or Friday night. As usual, you know, I like to rock out with a smooth, smooth operator track. We're going to let the tunes play, man. Let the rhythm play. Yeah.